Deadwood Soundwell. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Welcome to Not Safe for Network. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon. And I'm Carl. So we have a packed Comic-Con episode for you guys today. First, I want to talk about some of the miscellany of Comic-Con that came out. I have a quick take on Lord of the Rings, which is I watch a trailer. I'm still underwhelmed. I want to want to watch it, but I've just seen nothing in the trailer that gets me excited, I guess. Do you feel any different, Brandon? I know your take, Carl. We'll get to it in a sec. Do you know my take? Okay. I haven't seen anything that really grabbed me yet. Yeah. Okay. Carl, how do you feel about the Lord of the Rings trailer? They spent so much money that it's going to just finish, right? They're going to do like five seasons of it, no matter what we think about it. Like, you throw so much money against the wall, they're like, the only way to get out of this is throw more money against the wall. Well, and they can like count on our children's children seeing it and being like, this is the most brilliant thing we've ever seen because by that point, Amazon has scrubbed all the other media from the internet because they run it all. Interesting. I feel like Disney is going to win that war. Disney's going to beat Amazon. In terms of media? Yeah. Well, culturally, that's possible but amazon will absorb disney and so it'll still be like disney branded content but amazon will own it that is not impossible (laughs) that is not impossible at all honestly with lord of the rings is just like house of the dragon dropped a trailer and i was like oh wow i actually want to watch this show as a game of thrones fan it looked interesting to me the effects looked way better than lord of the rings like i've watched lord of the rings and it looks washed out a lot of the time for those trailers and uh i look at the house of dragons trailers and it's expertly lit and well acted from what i've seen the special effects totally work and i feel like they've shirked away a bit from special effects in the lord of the rings trailer well, i mean I, we saw balrog but that was about it i read a troublesome interview with one of the creators of house of the dragon where they essentially said there's going to be less sex on the show than game of thrones but it's also going to be like more realistic to the era and temperament of the people which to me translates to more rapey so that's not good well george R. R. martin seems to be thrown in a hand so yeah i wouldn't put it past him uh moving on from that dungeons and dragons i think shocked us all with that trailer <laughs> yeah we were joking on him a lot and i felt bad for chris pine because it's like fuck dude really like you just didn't get the big superhero thing so and star trek petered out so you're pretending like dungeons and dragons is gonna be good and that trailer was fucking good it looks like somebody played D who wrote it i don't think that your read of chris pine is accurate he's pretty happy these days i just like the shit on a-listers like he's in the sonic the hedgehog movies isn't he i have and those no idea i'm pretty sure he is because there was a joke about how chris pine rides in cars with animated characters a bunch because he's also in hop isn't he with the easter bunny i have no idea idea. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, like, he's not hated as Kirk, is he? No, he's I good know as they Kirk, but no, out, they, they, they stopped. But they weren't, They've like... They've been talking about a fourth one forever, yeah. and when him and Chris Hemsworth wanted to get paid, they said nope, and they dropped it, and it has not been picked up since they, then. They, like, shifted hard into, like, let's make a billion.
Mandalorian nostalgic TV series instead of continuing this. Not exactly, because Alex Kurtzman at the same time was running the TV arm and planning all of that. This is with Abrams Company, a bad robot. And they're just like, we can't pay you guys like Marvel stars. This franchise doesn't make as much money as Marvel movies. So Hemsworth played Kirk's dad, and there was apparently a time travel story. They didn't make a secret of that. And so it was supposed to be like a two-hander with like Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth being in the lead. And I mean, that was like three and a half years ago, and there's been nothing, dude. There's been nothing. He hasn't Mm -hmm. really done much of anything since the pandemic. He did Wonder Woman 1984, an episode of American Dad, an episode of Robot Chicken. So he's not in the Sonic movie. No, he's not. Huh. Uh, Who was I thinking of then? I don't know because I've never seen the Sonic movies. <laughs> the closest I've seen to it is the ugly Sonic in that Lonely Island movie. <laughs> the Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. He plays the bard in the party of the D&D movie. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I think that's real smart centering the story on the bard. Feels but- like it's going to be a straight ahead D&D th- movie but i think one of the smart things they did is they're centering it on rogues because i'm like that's the perfect character to center a dnd thing on because rogues are fun well like, if, it didn't well, work out of- the, like the first dnd movie because that was based on thieves right but the first but D&D was- movie was fucking garbage written by people who'd never played dnd very clearly right they were doing a, a generic fantasy thing in this particular case i'm just saying story-wise the advantage the centering around rogues like putting them at the center your story is they're like underhanded but like you always get that thieves honor kind of thing right like well that's literally the name of the honor among honor among thieves right they're alluding to that at some point one of them will betray the party right like that's gonna happen that's very easy to believe when you have thief characters somebody will always backstab the other one yeah i also thought it was fun that they had the druid that turn into the owl bear and then like leap onto the horse. I thought that was kind of a fun it shot. It looked really good. Yeah, it looked good. That's the thing, dude. I, I always looked at pictures of owl bears and I was like, I feel dumb saying the name owl bear and it's like the most ridiculous looking thing, but they actually made it look cool. I always thought they were cool. I always liked owl bears. Easter egg stuff in that trailer. They have the red wizards of Thay are in there. They got a lich in there. So if they have Red Wizards of Thay, that means it's a Forgotten Realms story. Correct. Interesting. I had heard it was going to be based on Dragonlance, but maybe this is a different thing. I feel like if it's Dragonlance, we will see characters we recognize. We'll see fucking Tannis. We'll see Raistlin. We'll see Caramon. Right. We'll see... Uh, and we do know they're developing Catania. TV shows as well. Ugh. So, because like it's Paramount. They took all their money from the Star Trek basket. They, they're dropping it. In the, the D&D basket. Dra- Dragonlance books. Sturm, right? Doesn't he die in this? Just to be clear, I read one book. I don't remember it very well. I'm just saying like I heard they were doing <laughs> I read that. all of the main books and then I read the anthologies that were like they were like collections of short stories about all of the different characters on side adventures. Basically a Samarillion for Dragonlance. It was Lance. so good. And this is the other thing. It's not a Dragonlance story without a fucking Kender. Kender are one of the races that are unique to Dragonlance. Right. And they were the ones I immediately became obsessed with as a kid. The one in the stories is Tasselhoff Burfoot. But they're but- basically halflings. They're half. They're in between halflings, Slash hobbits. <laughs> and they they all have a top knot. 
So they all have hair, like a ponytail kind of coming straight out of the top. And the thing about them is they're kleptomaniacs and they don't even, they're like cursed with it. Insatiable curiosity. They pickpocket without even realizing that they're doing it. They're they're totally innocent while they're robbing everybody blind. So they're just a huge nuisance. I do remember that picking <clears throat> pockets without being aware. I do remember that. That like, was definitely, I think it was like dragons in twilight or something like that it's a running joke throughout all those that like they'll just check with tasselhoff if there's anything important that they need because he's probably stolen it it out of their pouch or whatever (laughs) yeah so like he's got it um and then there was this one short story a long time ago where that i read and it was one of my favorites where a kender wakes up as a copper dragon because he's broke into a wizard's house absentmindedly and found a ring and put it on and it turned him into a brass dragon. And so it's like a big ass dragon with the mind of a kinder just like exploring like what can I do? I'm a dragon. <laughs> this is a... And it's just pretty fun. It goes on a little mini rampage of curious destruction. Speaking of curious destruction, we saw two different kinds of dragons in that trailer. We saw three. A di- three. Okay. Dis- so, so there was definitely the um, black dragon because it, it was pronounced because it had spit the entire like acid line of tar. acid right. yeah he was sliding down <laughs> the hill dragons. towards a red dragon and then there was a i think it was a copper dragon i'm gonna say the copper dragon is indeterminate because i i looked at that several times and i'm like i cannot tell what color that is like it's just the way the lighting is i right. don't know we saw a displacer beast we saw a mimic which is like a treasure chest that tries to eat you when you displacer try and get it. beasts are cool as hell i've always liked displacer beasts they're friggin cats first of all but they've got four squid tentacles and, and six then, legs and then on top of that they can friggin teleport yeah just bam fall over the place that is an awesome creature I did just do some research, and it's definitely set in the Forgotten Realms. And I mean, looked at a couple of different sites. Okay. Yeah, I just I heard there was a Dragonlance movie being made. I remember we talked, we literally talked <laughs> yeah. about it, but I wouldn't doubt that that was a old project that just either went by the wayside or they're also developing because they're doing a lot with D and D for Paramount right now. Prediction now, we're going to see a cameo from Elminster. If it's yeah. Forgotten Realms, we'll see Elminster. Or we'll see maybe Drizzt. Nope. That's we, why I said did, Elminster The three first. of us did a podcast a long time ago, and we were talking about franchises that we wanted to I develop. guess what's his name? Uh, who's the guy that wrote those? Ari Salvatore. Ari Salvatore. He's and got I, a pretty tight grip on that I was that very upset that there was no Forgotten Realms thing ever being developed. And I was like, you have a whole world set here. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's so many novels. It just never made sense to me. They never tried to make a big universe out of that. And then I looked into Ari Salvatore, and he has been adamant for years and years and years that he will not let them make a movie off of Drizzt. Like, he holds the rights. He will not let it it's go. Drizzt. <laughs> well, if you're a little child. <laughs> Why would you want to be an adult about this kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> he does travel around with Thor, essentially. So uh, Another quick side one before we get into Marvel. Uh, I did watch an extended trailer for Prey. 
And yes. that looks and before, friggin' sweet. Before we go further into that, uh, we're not ready to go into Marvel yet either. But continue. Yeah. yeah, Prey looks pretty cool, I gotta say. It's a Predator movie, so I suspect it will still let me down in the end. <laughs> but, like, it looks cool from the trailer. I remember when I was in middle school, I got into Dark Horse for a while, and I read the Predator comic. And there was this one Predator comic I read, probably on the floor at Cosmic Comics. Well, I was hiding from uh, Peggy so she wouldn't yell at me to buy it and not just read it. <laughs> um, and it took place on the African savanna, and it was like a tribal warrior fighting against the predator, and it was friggin' awesome. And I feel like this, even though it's shifted to Native Americans, I think, but it's like primal. Right. And yeah. that is a good idea. I think this is going to be a really solid predator movie especially if they're drawing from that comic for inspiration it sounds like they may be too and it's disney so they'll never admit it if they are <laughs> they'll just rip off the author and continue on <laughs> yeah especially if it's from like dark horse all right dc dropped two trailers i don't know how much you guys want to talk about it shazam i don't care anymore like i remember <laughs> seeing the trailer for the first shazam and i was like this looks funny this looks fun and i enjoyed it never wanted to rewatch it and they had a teaser that I could not give a fuck less about at the end of Shazam. And now I'm looking at the trailer for this one. I'm like, man, I don't care. Well, also all. the teaser is not setting up this because that teaser teased that weird little caterpillar thing. Right. And this has nothing to do with that as far as I can tell. So strike two. It has to do with what, like a bunch of lady gods being angry that children were given the power of their dead relative. I'm guessing. I'm actually intrigued by Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu being the villains of the movie. Yeah, I do like <laughs> Lucy Liu a lot. And I just find the main boy, Billy Batson, I find him profoundly unlikable. The boy or the man both that is the a boy? Character. Okay. All right. So as portrayed by both actors. They, they make the same mistake they always made in comedies from our youth, Brandon. Not big, but the other ones where they would switch places with an adult, like Father Like Son, for example. Or the Freaky Friday. Yeah. yeah. Where basically you have a kid who gives a performance for the first act of the movie, and then you have an adult acting way younger than that kid because they're just doing generic kid acting and neither of them are actually taking notes on what the other one's doing so it just never works that's what shazam felt like to me when that actor is doing the kid he does not act like the kid at all like he acts like he just decreased in age well, by that five years continuity doesn't look like the same character doesn't act like the same character like if you de-age old Shazam, I don't see this kid. Oh, but that's, it's not supposed to be an adult version of him. Right. But it's still his personality. Right. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's more what I mean. And he's, but I, I don't mean, need the, them to that look too. alike. You're trying to play a kid in a grown up superhero body and you're trying to like have this superhero persona, but also have this because he's also he's trying to be the the superhero persona. He's acting as well. He's but acting even when as he's not Shazam. trying to be it, when he's talking, it's to, just a when he's talking to his friend and letting role. him in on the secret. He's like acting like he's I'm not younger surprised than that, kid. that I'm not surprised that it's uh, done poorly because it's complex. It's not easy to do. <laughs> no. You know, I, the only thing I can think of where they had a younger actor and an older actor play the same character and it worked was Looper. Like, I actually watched uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and I'm like, he's doing a pretty good Bruce Willis. Oh, 
you know, even yeah. more so, honestly. But they were both adults. That, yeah, that's and that might be the difference. There's a, a good example right now on FX is that show, The Old Man. You've got Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow playing current era versions of themselves, you know. But then there's two guys playing past Lithgow and past Bridges. And those guys are like, holy shit. The guy that's doing young Lithgow is nailing it. And the guy doing Young Jeff Bridges is fucking nailing it. It's unbelievable. I When's don't that show supposed to be done? I think there's one more episode. Do you want to talk about it after it's done? Yeah. All right. So we will return to the old man. So Black Adam was the other one DC dropped. I'll be honest, man. I'm seeing what they're doing. They're trying to show a lot of superheroes. I like a lot of the actors that are involved. I just get the feeling off of this one. It's like the same old toxic DC shit. Like, it feels like it's from the people who brought you Joker and the Man of Steel and uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's got the, I'm a hero, but I don't want to be a hero. Like, it's got that thing. Okay, it's like they said uh, they needed a hero. They got me instead because he's not a hero. My point is, how many of those are there? Like, Batman is, like, acting like a villain in Batman v Superman. Like, Superman isn't supposed to be Superman. And then later he, like, tries to kill. This is them finally... Joker is a bad guy. Well, this is them finally picking a character to do that that is actually designed to do that. They're playing. He's not though. He's he's no a, no Black he's Adam. A one note villain. Black Adam is. No, he's not. He's not. He's more complex than that. Okay. Have you not read more recent runs of Black? He may have started out that way. I was going to com- say I've read old. He, okay, runs he's definitely he definitely started out as a one note villain. And but- then they were like, "We got this thing with the Rock. You have to like make this more nuanced." <laughs> no, no, I you know because. He's been, and you know, actually that might be true because he's been like tapped to be him. It's been a for grim. seven or eight years. And yeah. Black Adam yeah. has come to resemble the rock more and more in the comics as, as like a natural kind of reaction to that. The same way the almost leading with up Nick Fury, almost like, and that like was Samuel ahead of Jackson. time. That was before yeah. they even cast. Yeah. Him. But then they casted Samuel L. Jackson because of that, yeah. that look in the comics. They were like, there's something there. The Black Adam character in modern days, like let's say New 52, Black Adam, okay. much more complex, three-dimensional, fleshed out, intriguing character. Not totally evil. Maybe he's only marginally more complex. I guess the most evil thing, he's ruthless, right? right. Like he's Superman, right? But he doesn't have that like morality he has the power to save the world or destroy it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> and mostly what he wants to do is to just rule over his homeland in the comics. And it's one of those things where it's like, sure, he's kind of an authoritarian. He's a good guy. Like he's benevolent to his people. He actually cares about his people. And if some threat comes to to like threaten, you know, his people, he fucking puts it down hard. So it's basically the walking dead. It's he's Ender Wigan. <laughs> he's Ender Wigan, okay. I would say. This is an archetype we've been seeing a lot over the last fifteen years. I sure. Like. Yeah. But it's it's Which definitely, makes sense. That's about when the character came out. You're right. saying. And and the character fits and that's the thing that they've been wanting to do with the DC superhero is have that character type of character. And they tried to do it with Superman, but Superman is it's, too good. It's a yeah. bad choice. And with Batman Superman. is also the wrong choice. Yep. And the Flash is definitely gonna be the wrong choice <laughs> yeah but ezra Mil- miller keeps shazam, trying doesn't he <laughs> shazam is also the wrong choice now they've got black adam he's the right choice they're th- not throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks they're taking one single strand and like throwing it over and over and over again 
and change tweaking it slightly. Oh, is it going to work with Harley Quinn? Is it going to work with? It worked for me with Suicide See, Squad, Har- but that's just because James Gunn kicks ass. No, 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 like that's the problem because the last couple of DC things I've seen was the Suicide Squad, and it was uh, before that it was Birds of Prey, and then like Peacemaker recently. I like the Batman. Like I've liked this stuff. They went away from this, and this feels like a holdover of like. All right, Toxic Bros, we know you're upset about Zack Snyder, but we got one for you. This one's got I the rock. I think it's going to be, it's going to, actually, it feels like more of the same from them. That's it what I'm feels, saying. That's but, what I'm saying. But that's not a holdover then. So this could be. It's a holdover this in is that like, it's the same tone that they keep going back to that I fucking but hate. But I, I think it's still on the rise with the exception of Shazam 2. I can tell it with the color palette too. It's all super fucking muted. JS, the JSA, and I'm looking forward greens. to Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. I Look, I like the cast. I'm going to see it. You guys know I'm going to see it. I just have zero expectations that this will be good. I also had that with Peacemaker and I enjoyed Here's it Here's another a bit. thing. So it's not like I don't have an open mind they fucking booed the rock when he insinuated that henry cavill was not going to be superman in their movie but that superman might be making an appearance in their movie but that it wouldn't be henry cavill he got booed so this movie's already pissing off the snyder bros it's definitely not yeah but when has dc ever known what to do to make the snyder bros happy i just like (laughs) they're always like pissing off releasing a four-hour snyder movie (laughs) they want another snyder cut (laughs) the problem is that was they were filled with so much rage leading up to that that once they got what they wanted they're like uh david ayer cut a suicide squad i mean i saw a guy who posted just like two days ago he posted a thing about like uh because he wants henry cavill to be superman even though he's so busy with so many other things at this point anyways and happy enough to do those other things but he was like please tell me what is your actual criticism of henry cavill as superman i'm talking about man of steel specifically (laughs) and my reply to him was like thank you for posting this post so we can finally get to the bottom of what people's opinions are of this movie from 2013 (laughs) you know how else are we going to learn what people thought of this movie other than you posting about it today fucking what nine years later well i feel like we've successfully antagonized all the dc fans let's move on (laughs) marvel animated I'm going to be very quick with this because I only give so much of a fuck. But uh, I Am Groot has five shorts. It looks like it's CGI. Like, the baby Groot looks like the baby Groot in the MCU. And everything around him is a little more cutesy. It looks fun, dude. It looks like 15 to 30 minutes total of showtime. I'm down for this. I can always use more baby Groot in my life, you know? Marvel Zombies is getting a show. We still don't know a lot. They drop stuff in the panel that they then would not show to the internet. But I don't know. I, I would like it if they stuck somewhat to robert kirkman's book of marvel zombies because it was fun and it went places that i don't think they'll probably go like peter parker eating his aunt may for example that was great let's just like not do the continuity for what if and say this is a different dimension where there's marvel zombies and do that story i think that could be a lot of fun spider-man freshman year this is supposed to be in continuity with the mcu this is supposed to be spider-man it's in continuity but it's not canon to the mcu i think i said what i meant (laughs) thank you so it's supposed to take place before Tony Stark comes in. And then I notice by positioning what if on this animation panel 
and then like not putting it on the phase four timeline or the phase five for season two i think that they're doing the same thing with what if where it's like yeah yeah we already did that continuity thing with what if now we're just gonna let it spin off in its own direction that's my theory i don't know but it's telling to me it was on a different block and that they didn't put it on the timeline that's the main thing and apparently what if is also getting a third season i should add on that so yes they and they actually they actually showed an entire episode at comic-con yes i heard that as well okay let's get into mcu let's get into the thing we actually really really want to talk about so she hulk dropped a trailer i am incapable of seeing awful cgi things what did you guys think of this i know we talked about the first trailer and a lot of janky cgi i didn't see that really bothered me in this trailer i thought it looked fantastic okay that's where i was at as yeah. well yeah and the first promo trailer just didn't draw me in this is a series i want to see i think it was just a poorly uh compressed i think trailer. they were rushed to put yeah it out. yeah it, it did what i wanted from she hulk which it had some laughs in the first trailer i enjoyed this one much better i think it was a much better put together trailer we finally got some shots of tim roth in there and then we see the daredevil legs so i feel like that's a confirmation that daredevil's in this show so try before i came here i watched a little um trailer compilation and the one that i saw literally ended with daredevil flipping into the scene oh, in his in a suit that is not commonly seen i don't know i saw mine on a compilation as well or at least a one like, that hasn't been seen on on uh the uh, so what i did was watch the whole marvel panels and every time they would come to where they had a clip they would cut off and then i also watched something where somebody put together every trailer from comic-con and like squeeze them together because i always find that's the most efficient way to to start with looking at comic-con shit i do not remember seeing daredevil flip in the scene but i definitely saw his leg i saw that for yeah. sure yeah i mean we're getting a lot of daredevil coming up because he's going to be in we'll, we'll get back to that no, I, no i'm gonna I'm, du I'm doubling back to spider-man freshman year all right because he's got a large part in that it's weird to me that it's the tom holland spider-man because tom holland's not voicing spider-man correct yeah he can't it it's always the Sony thing. They've also got Paul of Tompkins in it playing the wizard, it seems like, who's That's probably gonna be fun. probably going to be helpful to Peter Parker at first and then turn into a villain because that's what everybody is helpful to Peter Parker does. They either die or become a villain. It's yeah. kind of the reverse Batman thing, right? <laughs> uh, Wakanda Forever dropped a trailer, played a big drum circle in the middle of Hall H. That was one of those moments where I'm like a drummer, but I'm like, I only have so much time. So I just started fast forwarding and I'm like, this is still going. And then I fast forward and I'm this is still going. And then I could see Ryan Coogler talking. I'm like, all right, sweet. And then Ryan Coogler's like, let's give it up for, it names every drummer. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Can we just move past the drummers? <laughs> but then they showed the trailer. what did you guys think of the trailer? It looks really good. Yeah. Like it looks beautiful and i'm so intrigued by everything that i'm seeing and still having zero clue what the plot is gonna be yeah dude yeah like that, zero clue it's one of those trailers where it's like look at this return to the majesty and then you're like cool so what's this about again <laughs> N nothing okay submariners in it is he a villain is he a good guy okay i don't know still a namor yeah namor looks awesome though like he's got that big necklace and fucking <clears throat> winged in, feet and that water birth is fucking cool <laughs> there's gonna be a water birth scene in this movie 
<laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like he leaned into the women of the movie even more. Like, I remember one of the criticisms of Black Panther was that Black Panther was a secondary character in his own movie because they focused so much on the other three women. But now I'm wondering if Ryan Coogler went in a time machine and was like, fuck, he's going to die and there's nothing I can do about this? All right, let's let's bolster the women characters for the sequel. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe on some level, like, did they maybe, did he know? Did he, like, is, is Chadwick Boseman going to die? Do they have scenes? Are there going to be scenes in this movie where? Never considered it till you just said it. I went with my wacky time machine thesis, but uh, actually (laughs) being real here. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he did tell him one night. Yeah, It feels possible. It does feel possible. And that they like planned ahead and got like at least audio recordings of him. Well, they did that. The CGI Black Panther suit. The musculature, the body shape of the Black Panther is going to be different based on who's in the suit. Right. And they're going to make whoever becomes Black Panther look visually distinct from what Chadwick Boseman looked like as Black Panther. They're just going to do that because they have to. They can't just have a generic... Because people would notice if the new Black Panther was... Had a beer gut? Well, it's just like, no, no. (laughs) They would notice if he was completely un differentiate if you can't tell them apart from the original Chadwick Boseman Black Panther. You have to be able to tell them apart. You just have to. Yeah. And at the end of that Black Panther 2 trailer, the arm coming out with the claws and it's the Black Panther suit. I feel like that's Chadwick Boseman Black Panther. They can't just not have him in the movie. I mean, you know he's going to die. Well, it's supposedly somebody else taking up the mantle of Black Panther and not T'Challa. Right. But T'Challa has to die in the movie. Maybe. They said that they're not going to digitally fake him, but they said that about Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. And maybe they did they're. Anyway, so. Well, maybe he'll die and you'll never see his face. That's not technically not digitally faking him if the audio is authentic. Yeah, we can get we can That's parse all of that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> like the bottom line was when they said that I didn't believe it at the time either. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moving on. So they announced phase five. They did not announce everything, I believe, from Phase 5, but we will come back to that after we talk about the Phase 5 stuff. Quantumania is supposed to open up Phase 5. Yeah. They certainly didn't announce any of the secret stuff that you're... Yeah, they did. They did a full trailer. No, no, no. I'm saying (laughs) that... (laughs) Alex has the conspiracy theory about Phase 5, but... uh, yeah, quantum. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's like literally using logic looking no, at phase two. No through logic. Four. <laughs> no logic. Anyway, we'll we'll come Pepe back to Sylvia, that. Pepe Sylvia. Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. We'll come back to that. So Quantum Mania, we didn't get a whole lot more out of it, but we did get to see Jonathan Majors come out and just like fucking love that everybody was super stoked that he was playing Kang. And that was before they announced anything else with Kang. So I'm still looking forward to this. I don't know what else to say. Oh, also Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray is supposed to it's gonna be, be in very, it. very The, the whole family it. gets sucked into the quantum realm is the plot of the movie. I know it takes place completely on the quantum wa- yeah. realm. I think uh, Peyton. There's a whole, like, Peyton there's Reed people that. that live there in the quantum realm that are like little tiny people, I guess, technically. Okay. <laughs> I saw no clips or anything. Uh, Secret Invasion. 
they talked about that a little bit, said it's definitely going to be a story about the scrolls trying to take over and you don't know who's a scroll and who's not. And that's a show. Yes. That's a show with Samuel L. Jackson yeah. and Kobe Smothers. And the only cast member that they had come out was Kobe Smothers. So I'm hoping they're not doing her dirty by bringing her out. And then like, she only gets 30 seconds in the show. Like she typically <laughs> does in a Marvel movie. Sounds like Be she's getting the focus of the series. That's what I'm saying. I hope they're actually giving her a thing because like, she's been around for a long time and they have not given her anything to do. Do you think we'll see a shitload of cameos in that? Just because the scrolls will be faking other people. I think, they want us to believe that. I wanted <laughs> to believe it, but then watching the Marvel shows, I'm not sure that that's actually going to happen. I don't know. Is it realistic to expect a bunch of people from Disney Plus shows to show up? I think that's very possible. Yeah. When I try and like parse this, because it seems like a lot of the movie stars aren't going to be willing to like necessarily do this. But if you can get people from other Marvel shows and people that they've just started. Well, but that's disingenuous, I think, to the people doing the shows because a lot of them started out in the movies like Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. They were both famous before and, Marvel movies. And Paul Bettany. And... Also famous way before yeah. Marvel movies. Like yeah, but I'm movie saying, stars. but I know, but the, the series is also that's exactly my point. Their movie, if they're movie stars that are that were willing to slum it down in the Disney Plus shows, it. why would any of the other ones not be because willing to? They were leads, and they came from movies, so at least they give them the lead of the show. That's like a mini series. Can you? We not were see talking Paul about Rudd? we were talking about cameos, and I just don't think you're going to get a lot of these guys. I can see Paul Rudd doing it just purely because he's done a bunch of Netflix series. Yeah. Already. can't see Benedict Cumberbatch doing it. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. He's He comes from TV, <clears throat> so maybe. He got famous from Sherlock, right? You know it would be crazy? would be, like, the ones that I don't think we'd see are, like, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. Yes. But that's also well, Chris because... Chris Evans for sure, no. That's also because they've just completely pivoted away from them. Yeah. And they're no longer really relevant. And also, who would believe that it was them? The, it, there's no logical sense to a scroll taking on the appearance of Tony Stark because Tony Stark is dead and everybody knows that. All, but I feel like... I don't know what I feel you're like, referring to. But. What I'm saying is I think any of the characters currently relevant in the MCU are fair game for the scrolls to... They're fair game as cameos because... In terms of this show... I have my doubts about a lot of people. I, who's I, off the table? Tom Chris Holland? Hemsworth off the table. I don't see him doing that. Yeah. He's kind of the only one left from the original Avengers, uh, isn't he? Natasha's dead. Tony's dead. Captain America's dead. Yeah, of the really big ones. Tom Holland. Oh, Ruffalo. Because of Ruffalo things. could show up, though. I could see Ruffalo just because he's doing a, exactly. a Disney Plus show. Yeah. yeah. But see, I could I, see Renner because he's doing a Disney see, Plus show. See, I don't think they're, I don't think any of them are. If, and if, all of them are willing to do it, and Hemsworth is the only one that's not. Now, we haven't seen any of the Guardians, but I think that's just because they're all... I think they're off the table. I'll they're be kind honest. of just... Yeah. Well, I feel like their story is... Far in, away. It's don't, don't. in... What's his name's Clutches. And he's like, hey, I know what my guys are doing. This is where I'm moving my pieces. This is my part of the sandbox. Stay out of my sandbox. My corner of the sandbox. The Gunniverse sandbox. It's funny you say that because the next thing I had was Guardians of the Galaxy yep. Volume 3. Yeah. Sure. Which so, there's Echo in between, but there's nothing new to talk about with Echo. So I figured we could no, or Echo, <laughs> Echo comes out I mean, after we are, Guardians we 3. Yeah. Out. What's that? Echo comes out after Guardians 3. 
Are you looking at the timeline right now? I'm looking at the timeline. Yeah. Well, regardless, I have nothing to say about Echo at this point. I feel like we said it all already. But Guardians of the Galaxy 3 looks interesting. It's definitely an end in James Gunn when everybody was was like, oh, kind of thing. He's like, not everybody's going (laughs) to (laughs) die. And then he had a very heartfelt thank you to the fans for supporting him. Said he had a, a crazy couple of years, but he seemed very touched by all the fandom kind of sticking up for him. Early, probably not the Snyder Bros, but the rest of them, right? Well, the Snyder Bros don't like James Gunn because he he's can, liberal. Because well, because and he also like acknowledges that feelings are real and that you can have feelings about stuff. No, no, Snyder Bros like feelings, but the feelings they like is like. I'm going to walk away and be a hero, even though nobody will like me. I feel angry. Like, that's like Snyder bro emotions. Feeling is a... That's valid Snyder bros thinks feelings are weakness. They say that, but then they're the most touchy-feely people out there, because you can bring them to cry if you tell them you're never going to get another Zack Snyder movie, so... You know, whatever. <laughs> it's all a matter but of opinion. But that angers them too. Then they feel that, and then they get disgusted, and then they get enraged even further, and then... And then they troll a 13-year-old girl on the internet. Tell her to kill herself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Guardians 3 looks like it's going to be fun. Uh, they They showed Adam Warlock, and I was like, oh my god. Because I looked at this guy, and he is just the poster boy for the fucking nazi party dude it's just like <laughs> yeah blondish hair bluish eyes and then you know that this guy is supposed to be genetic perfection and i'm like i really hope that this was on their mind when they did this and they're making a commentary on it and this wasn't just an accidental thing because this looks real bad this is an accidental <laughs> i can't thing. imagine it was an accident i mean <laughs> yeah. but it's also like uh it, at the same time, I can't imagine that there isn't a level of paying homage to like characters like, um, what's that guy from Watchmen? Ozymandias. And the thing about Ozymandias is in Watchmen, of all the characters, who's the most poorly realized on screen? It's fucking Ozymandias because it's just not a good look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the point of the Watchmen, though. Like, nobody's a good look. You know what I yeah. mean? And that's, that's something also, they get wrong. But that's, that's something Zack Snyder gets very wrong. Is like, nobody is supposed to have a good look. And I feel like, in his mind, it's like, the comedian's not a good look, but the rest of these guys are stoic heroes. And it's like, no, no. no. <laughs> they're all, you missed the point, They're all Zach. problematic. <laughs> that's an element to Watchmen, and that's an element in James Gunn's work, I think. Yeah. A subversive element like that. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, also I, it's also present in the boys with Homelander. Chris Pratt still looks fucking super sad. He just <laughs> I think that was not him bringing anything to Star-Lord in the Thor movie. I think he's just generally sad because he said stupid shit on Twitter <laughs> and he's being called out for it. And I looked at him on Comic-Con and he looked like I don't know, man. He just looks like a broken man when he goes up there. It kind of makes me sad and I just wish he had shut the fuck up, been a better person. <laughs> I don't know. but I don't think he deserves a lot of the shit that he has caught over the last few. Uh, a lot of it is an association that he had supposedly. He's friends with like people that are friends with people that go to this church that is anti-LGBT, but he doesn't go to that church. And he's a Christian. I think it's more. Dude, it's a little bit. I think it's more the. The stuff that he alluded to with his son with special needs and the way in which his marriage with Anna Ferris dissolved and then the way he's talked about it 
on social media. To me, that seems like where most of the fire is coming from. Yeah. And then the church stuff got brought in and a lot of But the I think that's a lot of and- part part of it is like there is a certain subsection of people that do the same thing to Christians that we do to cops. You know, all cops yeah. are bad, all Christians are bad. Those people are and, called atheists. <laughs> and oh, I don't know. I don't believe in God, but I don't think all Christians are bad. Me too. I That's why I'm an people, agnostic. I think that, <laughs> so you think that God might exist? I think that there's like a one thousandth of a percent chance. So that's why you're agnostic, not because yeah. you think. No, I've just, I, I've just, I've just <laughs> you're noticed. Confusing me. I've noticed that most because athe- I zero percent believe that there is a chance that God could exist, and I just think that there are people that believe in God that aren't assholes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I've just noticed that like there's a lot of militant atheists out there, and I'm sorry yes. for painting you all with a broad brush. But I do think <laughs> I that thought I was one of you until I, I found out agnostic was a term. To a certain extent, Chris Pratt, the hate against Chris Pratt has been magnified by people in that agreed demographic. But none yeah. of this starts if it doesn't start with like the stuff with Anna Ferris and his kid. Like sure. If you take that, that out of the stuff, equation, I don't think the pile. I, and I, to see, happen. the thing is, is I take that stuff personally. I take that stuff out of the equation because relationships are complicated. Yeah, I'm not saying he even deserved all the stuff, but the way he talked, it was like, dude, you got to be more careful on social media. Like, can't you? Yeah, have a that's handler, true. Hand, that's true. Like, you do a, have to be. Dude, careful honestly, it kind of makes sense that he's James Gunn's a star because it was the same deal with James Gunn. Like I said it years ago. Like, how the fuck did you not wipe your Twitter the second you got hired? Well, and James Gunn defended Chris Pratt pretty vehemently. And I feel like James Gunn, he never deserved to be like kicked off of anything to begin with. I don't think so either. So I'm just saying, like, he looked when a person bummed is, out when he was on right. Comic Con stage. And well, I feel like that energy was brought to Thor. I mean, it'll never be the same. Well, I was thinking about that because I saw a think piece online about Chris Pratt sleeping through all of his roles recently. Is what the way they described it. And like, I thought that for Thor Love and Thunder, that was kind of the point. He was tired of having Thor tagging along with the Guardians. (laughs) And he was tired of like having to fight until Thor felt like joining in and then not and then having to just sit back and watch Thor do all the work. But you still have to like sit there and fight for your life for a second just because Thor is off doing something stupid but why is he acting that way on comic-con too I like don't may- know, maybe maybe it was ex- a, a choice but i just i feel like i don't think he was there. like cosplaying his character or anything That's right why i'm just saying tired. he's been under attack he looks tired he looks worn out like the dude just does not look good to me yeah who knows what's going on in his personal life man I He's think everybody being. does. He keeps tweeting it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the stuff you're talking about is old, man. That's not like it's that wouldn't explain. No, he's not been tweeting about anything recently. That wouldn't explain. I hope not. I hope they fucking took you're that like phone out of his hand like Trump, man. If they just take that shit away from him. Yeah, I haven't heard anything in like in any the last year. Time. I have, but I think. Now the person the they got it, started, let me put it this way the hate has not stopped. He got Mario. I know you had to have heard criticisms of him doing the voice of Mario, right? But it's right? the same rehashed That's stuff. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter to him it's an echo I chamber he's trapped. What's in. more interesting, I'm more interested in what's going to happen with Shuri, the girl who plays Shuri. 
That's interesting too. She's because got all the well, anti-vaxxers. So same with Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, to, uh, like from a, what the, I read and about her, with both of them, they were both on stage and they were both warm and they asked them a bunch of questions and they were bubbly and funny and like it looks like there's nothing going on, which to me says Marvel just does not want to deal with it. They're I think they're just well, gonna they're be on like, board with yeah. I think they're gonna be like we're it. gonna keep you as like a secondary character and you just fucking do your shit and get paid. And like, we're just going to ignore it because I think they're worried about isolating whatever percentage of the population is super anti-vax. Right? From what I heard, though, with Evangeline Lilly, she was never actually anti-vax. She is vaxxed and her kids are vaxxed. She was anti-mandate, which is like okay, a pretty subtle but actual difference when it comes to yeah, she and she attended some kind of anti-mandate protest. That's when she caught the most flack was okay. for like attend, attending a rally. Dude. I didn't she super was just pay saying attention because like, I don't give a fuck what celebrities think most of the yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> her whole thing, she she felt like she was advocating for like people getting to be able to work, even if they weren't vaxxed. You know, it's that whole thing. Like, let these people do their jobs, you know? And it's like, well, just get the fucking vax <laughs> and then go to work. Well, let's move on a little bit. <laughs> so I think we can kind of breeze over the next couple of things. Loki season two, the Marvel's Blade. They really didn't release anything about them. They just showed no, dates yeah, for everything. Yeah. Then Ironheart. And I just think it's noticeable so that Riri skipped Williams. skipped over Marvel's was in there. I the Marvels. literally just said the Marvel's, dude. Oh. You want to skip over the Marvel's? And what's like, new? They didn't say anything about it. They just showed a date. Oh, I was just going to say, we we did sort of see something new, but it was the post credit scene of Ms. Marvel, where Ms. Marvel- You did show and up for that. We talked all about it. Brie Larson. <laughs> but I'm saying that that is a thing. The movie, the, Ms., the Marvels is going to have something to do with that. That's what I'm saying. Ironheart, they didn't really give much about it, but Riri Williams is in the trailer for Wakanda Forever. So you see, she high fives well, Shuri, right? And then that's the heart getting uh, welded out of the, like torched out of the metal. Yeah. That heart, Ironheart. I thought that was a pretty clear reference to her. So I think it's safe to say this isn't going to be an origin movie, right? I think we're going to get that in Wakanda Forever. A That'll bit. be a B plot. You gotta fill something with that chat. It's gonna be Cole, a f- right? full movie, man. It's gonna have a lot of shit to do. Yeah, yeah, that is for sure. Na- so. We've got Namor, we've got Riri, we've got the vacuum left by Chadwick. Yeah, Martin sounds like Freeman's they got a lot. Ha- still being a up. Hobbit. I saw that, dude. It's so weird that like one of the whitest dudes in the world is like in the Black Panther franchise. <laughs> like not just a movie, like the whole it's franchise. The Shield liaison <laughs> makes sense to me. Wait. But S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, according to the 616, right? He's the Sokovia Accords liaison. Okay. Whatever that is now. Yeah, I guess somebody's got to take it over for UN, General Ross, Maybe right? UN liaison or whatever, whoever they are. I don't know who they are. Uh, Agatha. So I think the only news that really came out of that was the title, which is Coven of Chaos now instead of House of Harkness. That's better, dude. House of Harkness always felt like a holding title. It sounded like yeah. Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah, I like, and it makes more sense to call it this than House of Harkness. That doesn't make any sense. That's just her last name. Do we think maybe this is a way to bring Wanda back? It's possible. What I want it to be is the whole show of just like, this is how witch magic works and how it's different from sorcerer magic. You just want a source book for the MCU to come out. (laughs) This is the difference between glyphs and uh, what are they called? Sigils? Runes. This is the difference between runes and glyphs. 
I don't know. I always thought they were the same sigils and well, but that's the whole thing. It's like they look in in Multiverse of Madness. They look at the. They're like, wait a minute, those patterns on the creature. Though you're that's so not sorcerer up. magic. You're so hung that's up on witch that. magic. You know what? I those aren't boy runes. Those are girl runes. I we boys that, call them sigils, girls call them runes. I interpreted that line in the same line that like anytime I'm watching something on the MCU and they start to talk about the color of magic, this spell was this color, so this means that. Like the second I start to hear that, I turn off the video. Like I don't care anymore. You've gone too deep. Like, <laughs> put out an MCU source book. Address all the stuff Carl wants, please. Where's the trading? Don't put cards? it in the movie. I don't want to spend any time. Make on it this. trading cards again. Yeah, I'm down with that. No, but I want, I just want to know that the rules make sense. I know you do. Internally consistent. (laughs) Okay. We've got Daredevil Born Again, which Kevin Feige alluded to. This is a new series. I think he's trying to reinforce. Yes, we've got Charlie Cox back. Yes, we've got Vincent D'Onofrio back playing their old roles. This is not the same Daredevil and Kingpin. This is the MCU now. So I think they're establishing the Defenders was like multiverse, right? At this point. 18 episodes. That's a lot, man. Do you think these are going to be like half hour episodes? How are they going to do this? That's a lot. It's like three times. In... No, it's not that many, is it? Oh, no, it is like three times any of the other yeah. Yeah. shows. I think What If had nine. So this is double What If. So for live action, mm-hmm. that's quite a commitment. But Born Again storyline, very quickly for people who aren't in the know. This is the original comic Born Again, right? That's yes. a storyline from the comics? Yes. And it's essentially... Karen Page is strung out and she sells Matt Murdock's identity for a hit somewhere in Mexico. And then it gets back to Kingpin and then he takes away everything Matt Murdock has. He like, it's a great book. It's a really good book. Takes away like his ability to be a lawyer, gets him disbarred, like has him evicted all sorts of shit just to utterly destroy him before he comes after him as daredevil, because now he knows the person he's dealing with, you know, born again. It's got, I think probably like a dual meaning like Spider-Man Homecoming and that like born again in the comic. It's basically like Daredevil has to start over like he has to completely change who he is and how he operates. And with Karen Page, she completely fucks up, but like he forgives her. And so like it starts to give her the strength to like kick drugs and things like that. But then on the other side of it, Born again, it's like it's we're reincarnating Daredevil for the MCU, right? So. I wonder if it's going to be the same uh, actress that played uh, Karen Page in the man. It seems like it should be right. I mean, it it seems like they're just kind of pulling them from that show at this point. Like, there's been a lot of talk that Jessica Jones and uh, Luke Cage are coming over. She was certainly well liked. Deborah Ann Wall, I think, was her name. Yeah, she was on True Blood. Yeah, what like the only girl on True Blood not to show her boobies? I don't know. I I think she was the only one. I'm just like thinking of trivia. Uh, I'm not sure about that. It took a couple seasons for uh, for. What's her name? Anna Paquin to no, take no. her top season off. one. Season one. <laughs> I assure you. It took a couple episodes for Anna Paquin to shut uh, her clothes and true. I think it might have been season two. Nope. Honestly, there was a wait. Mm-mm. But then once Because there was not a single thing I enjoyed about season two. The point That's how I can remember. <laughs> the point was that once she took her top off, you could like couldn't keep it on after that. She right. just constantly had it off. Because you get that HBO money and you want to keep getting it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that all I thought on Daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> Debran, well, I'm probably not going to go topless in this show. I just rewatched uh, Hawkeye recently, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio really does make a fantastic <laughs> fucking kingpin. He's just a hulking man these days. And, like, whatever they do <sighs> to bulk him up, fucking... They do. Have you been watching Vincent D'Onofrio the last they 10 years? St- <laughs> Whatever he's eating no, he's, makes him this. It's still, he's a big guy. For- he's always been tall. He's always been strong. And then he just got overweight over as he's gotten he's older. Broad. I mean, he was overweight back in Kubrick's uh, Full Metal Jacket. They're definitely doing special effects of some kind to bulk him. Oh, up. they're at, they're definitely adding they're just to putting it, but... shoulder pads on his suit. That's all they do. It's not that little. <laughs> anyway, that's mean. Uh, Captain America: New World Order. That's do you coming think out. Uh, Chris Evans gonna pick? No, just kidding. I think if they do that, why go with Chris Evans? Just put the guy who's playing uh, Adam Warlock into no, the role. <laughs> literally, some newspaper, <laughs> it away some newspaper asked that question. I think it was Entertainment Tonight was like, will Chris Evans come back? And Chris Evans himself tweeted at him and was like, dude, yeah. Anthony Mackie's Captain America. That's what it yeah. is. That's what the whole series was about. If yeah. you took it away from him now, it would just be shitty They as actually hell. updated their headline in response to that, so... And the fact that it's New World Order tells me it's probably playing off of the series somewhat. Yeah. I mean, it felt like that's kind of where the, the storyline was in the series. And then Phase 5 comes to a close, as far as we know, with the Thunderbolts. Definitively. <laughs> we'll get back to that in a minute. So the Thunderbolts, we've gotten a few people in place, right? Like we got Julia Louise Dreyfus's character has been going around uh, recruiting people. We got U.S. Soldier probably have the new black widow for this team Elena. yeah and i think it's safe to say uh, or any number of other black widows as well to be honest yeah that's true a uh, baron and zemo is a give me for this because in the comics he started it right and they gave you that like anti-hero kind of thing for baron zemo in and, falcon and winter Soldier. yeah so I, he was very likable in that movie yeah he was like one of the fondest people's favorite yeah. things about the show honestly Dude, and man, can that guy dance. <laughs> so, okay. So then we got a couple announcements for phase six. Just in that we know that they're opening with Fantastic Four now. And they're closing with two Avengers movies. One is the Kang Dynasty and one is Secret Wars. So I feel vindicated, but I don't think I ever said it on mic. And I was going off of. I'm other... the one that said it. <laughs> I was going off of other people's theories, so it's not like <laughs> I came up with this. But I saw them team building. I recognized that. I had conversations with Carl about it, and uh, once again, I did not come up with that theory. It's been all over the internet, but that's clearly what Phase Four was: is just putting chess pieces into place for future teams. So I read a thing, a theory, and this was before Comic Con came out happened, and they said that they thought that the Avengers, one of the things they were going to lead up to was a two-parter where um, Dr. Doom teams up with the Avengers to take on Kang, defeats, helps them defeat Kang, and then in a moment of betrayal, seizes the power of Kang. Then that's going to set up Secret War. It would also make sense that Fantastic Four launched Phase 6 because we'd have an entire phase to establish Dr. Doom. Right. And then get that payoff where he does a villain turn and in 
That makes sense. Kang to Dynasty me. would be fucking so, sick, dude. What I'm gonna say is, I was talking to you on the phone about incursions, right? And that wasn't in a vacuum. So the Secret Wars, it's a couple of different comic books, but the most recent one, which it feels like is the one that they're working towards, is essentially the Ultimate Universe and the Six Sixteen are gonna collide because right. of incursions. They're seeing all these incursions everywhere. They're going to collide. They can't stop it. Tony Stark tries to use the Infinity Gauntlet. It fucking destroys the Infinity Gauntlet. It crashes together. Doom takes over everything. We have incursions in that Doctor Strange movie. We have, in every one of these time movies, somebody's breaking something you're not supposed to break, right? Like in Loki, you fucking kill the guy who you're not supposed to kill, (laughs) right? Because he's telling you, you either have to kill me or like what? Take over. Take over, yeah. And like, that's a bullshit. Like, choices are infinite, you know? Like, you have so many choices. He he gave you two choices for a reason. Those are the two choices that benefits him, I think. Anyway, they break the way that the time stream is going in Loki, right? What if you have Uwatu is looking over everything and then like he intervenes because he sees Ultron start to take over all the multiverses. So he starts to pluck people from other universes and put them together. And then we learn in the Doctor Strange movie that you're not supposed to like spend too much time in this other multiverse, like because incursions can happen, right? No. Uwatu drops Black Widow, who's super lonely, in with Agent Carter. So like that could have caused an incursion, right? Spider-Man No Way Home, dude. They fucked around with so much shit. They had villains coming from everywhere, all over time. Like, Doctor Strange is casting a spell. Like, they're doing stuff all over to cause all these incursions. I do think we are heading towards that Doctor Doom-led world where it merges together. And I have one more theory. I think that they're going to end this shit with Phase 6. I think that they're going to reboot the Marvel Universe after that. Because I think there's going to be so much continuity... They're going to use this as an opportunity to like, all right, let's start fresh again. We can keep people we want to keep. We can recast people we don't want to, but we're just going to do a new board to get new people on. Am I talking crazy here? Um, Maybe. I don't know if they'll ever do a full reboot of the universe. I mean, they literally did it in the comic books. What does it mean to end it? I think that they're going to wipe the slate clean and like you don't need to know the continuity after that point. They're just going to reboot everything. That's my theory. Not saying I'm right. I could be wrong. It's possible. But I just think at some point there's too much continuity because I'm hearing so many people bitch about how much stuff Marvel puts out and like, fuck, I have to watch this all. I think at some point Kevin Feige's like, yeah, maybe we can just like use this to restart everything. See, I felt like that was what phase four was was a fresh start. You don't have to watch anything previous to it. It helps, but it's all storyline going forward. You kind of do, though. It's not pulling. It's none of it is like, I don't know. None of it is like, it's just, it's it's not moving towards anything. It's moving outwards and other outward directions. It's not a problem that I need solved or want solved. If you're working towards Secret Wars and that's how Secret Wars ends, it kind of makes sense to me that maybe that that's what they're working towards. That's just my theory. I mean, you could shit on it or like buy into it or look at it and stare at it for a while. I don't know. But it's just a theory because I do think the continuity is getting pretty crazy with this and they might want to just start over. It's possible. So I have a theory. Okay. Okay. So, you know, Kevin Feige's pulling all these strings. You know who's, who's pulling Kevin Feige strings? Mephisto. Mephisto, of course it was Mephisto. <laughs> God damn. Maybe he takes over for Doctor Doom, you know? 
Mephisto watch. Let's talk about some stuff that was absent, like stuff that we know is coming that they did not announce. So Shang-Chi 2, not announced on the slate. And they've already confirmed, like right after Shang-Chi came out, that that was happening. Wonder Man series, that was confirmed. We don't know anything about it yet. Armor Wars, they put that up on the slate for phase four and... We haven't seen it yet. So has that been like trashed? Is that pushed back somewhere to be released somewhere? That's a good question too, because that's where people were assuming they were going to see a lot of people that they haven't seen in a while. War Machine, not in a five minute cameo at the beginning of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but actually in a thing. And he's supposed to be um, in Secret Wars, we found out. I heard Vision was going to be that they were, or like the white Vision that kind of ran away at the end of WandaVision. There was lots of speculation that that's where we were going to see him again, because with the armor wars being like all the different companies kind of vying and court and countries sort of vying over Stark tech style suits and Vision being ostensibly, a, I guess, grandchild of Stark, his him showing up there makes logical sense yeah um, riri of course Ironheart makes sense to make an appearance in that oh yeah absolutely you have to have riri Williams there's like a now. lot of things so it's surprising that it kind of disappeared off the slate maybe that's coming back in phase six or something so we i will say before i finish reading off all these things d23 is coming up sometime soon last time when they did comic-con we were like, holy shit, Marvel's got all this stuff. And then at D23, they like drop like eight more things. So I think that there's more to come on the slate. For Phase 5, we don't know a lot of the stuff with Phase 6. So maybe some of the stuff got so pushed back. Writer for Armor Wars said that it's still happening. It doesn't start filming till October. So, so that might be a D23 announcement. Yeah, yeah, that would totally fit. No mention of Deadpool 3 at Comic-Con. We know Ryan Coogler is doing a Disney Plus Wakanda series. I suspect they're not going to give us anything on that until Wakanda Forever drops. Yeah, because I'm betting that it's dependent on something with Wakanda Forever and they don't want to spoil it. That makes sense. Also, nothing with X-Men yet. Right. And I totally understood them ignoring Phase 4. I have a hard time believing they're going to ignore Phase 5 without dropping in an X-Men thing. The only X-Men they had talked about at Comic-Con was uh, X-Men 97. Yes, the animated thing. Which yeah. I guess I skipped over that from the panel, but yeah, they're they're doing the X Men ninety seven as well. I mean, we knew that was coming yeah. for a while. And mm-hmm. basically everybody I've heard talk about the X Men ninety seven is it's it's the same, but it's like they updated the the technology for the the animation looks the better. animation. Yeah. All right. I've got two I got two predictions for like where things will be announced. Okay, I think that X-Men is going to be announced at D23. What, whatever they're doing with the X-Men, the first thing at least will be dropped at D23. I think that's the big thing that will like grab headlines. So you save it for that. Plus, you want people who are looking for X-Men to keep coming across the animated thing, right? So you're not like having them look in two places. They're like focused on that. Then you do the big announcement at D23. I think Deadpool 3 feels really weird to drop at D23. <laughs> so I think instead of dropping it at that they're gonna drop it at the disney investor meeting that has now become a thing that we have to watch you know what i mean (laughs) so i think deadpool 3 will come out at that because it's r-rated it feels weird to do it at a disney celebration yeah that's my predictions there did we talk about the r-rated stuff they put on disney plus no they dropped deadpool and deadpool 2 and logan uh, and logan yeah i saw 
all the defender stuff is on there now. Like they had some of it. Now it's all there. Yeah. And I was just reading an article today about they're starting to get some backlash saying that Disney plus is a family channel and they're, yeah, they've been catching shit. Yeah. Don't they know the tradition of Disney plus the long hallowed tradition of Disney plus is to like not have rated our stuff. I mean, come on guys. It's been two and a half years. <laughs> we can't change that kind of tradition. It's ridiculous. I have to put a pin on my yeah, thing. It Disney... so irritates me, dude. I have a pin on my thing. I have to put in every time all the other usernames yeah. just ignored putting in the pin and they get to get to watch everything. Whenever they want. Disney, uh, <laughs> Disney and their famed makers of the movie kids wants you to know that they're family friendly and, did they make kids in that? In that, like, it. I was it's, gonna it's say a, Miramax. It's under, is it like a Miramax? It's under thing? the D. It's yeah. under the Disney. Uh. <laughs> Miramax. Okay, that makes sense. They own it's a it. Harvey Weinstein thing. They used to be associated with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So. See? Yeah. And Prince Albert. <laughs> All right. Anything else on Comic Con or anything else before we sign off? Uh, we lost more Godfather's actors. I think they're all. <laughs> no more news, Carl. We never do news again. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm kidding. Paul we just Sorvino's, did an entire episode. Paul Sorvino was 82. and He wasn't in The Godfather. He was a Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Still, we're losing all the old gangsters. <laughs> we're losing all the old gangsters that don't have De Niro or Al Pacino money. Yeah, and Paul Sorvino definitely did not have Robert De Niro or Al Pacino money. Oh, no, no. Since no. everybody only knows him from Goodfellas. All right, take it easy. Please rate and review our show. Sign up for an Anchor account and you can leave voice messages through a link in the description of the podcast where you can answer our poll questions. Reach out to us through Instagram at redwood underscore sound underscore labs or Facebook at facebook.com slash redwood sound labs. Email us at notsafernetwork at gmail.com. Not Safer Network was created and hosted by Carl Borneman, Brandon Beardsley, and Alex Small. Produced by Aaron Donaldson and Alex Small. Zach and Matt are two veteran horror movie enthusiasts discussing their favorite and not-so-favorite horror films. Scary movie fans beware, or listen to Watch No Evil. News, reviews, and deep dives of the television series and film franchises you love. Take a tour of the popular media world with Biggs and Brandon on Not Safe for Network. Charles is a Purple Heart recipient and cinematographer. Aaron is a professor and critical cultural scholar. Together, they explore the narrative, affective, and production politics of war cinema on The Real War Project. That's R-E-E-L, War Project. You can find all of these shows wherever you find your podcasts. You can find all of these shows on Redwood Sound Labs.